Hi, and welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation about Freemasonry. Tonight, we have with us Worshipful Brother Der Jared Dunham from District Number 10 in British Columbia. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our opinions and thoughts are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions, either here on YouTube or on our Facebook page. We'd also appreciate a thumbs up and especially any comments on our videos. Tools podcast. We uh, appreciate you making the time to come and talk to us. I know tonight we're going to talk about um, uh, how do you say it? How the tenets oh. of Freemasonry made you a better businessman? Yeah, well, just that, that sort of that spin on Freemasonry makes men better businessmen. Excellent. All right. Oh. So, uh, well, uh, you've officially met Matt Apple and uh, uh, we're happy to have you come and, and uh, talk to us tonight about that topic. So how, how, what do you mean when you say that? How, how, explain that. Go deeper. Go deep. Okay, so what, what started me going down this path was that old, that old chestnut that we always say, you know, that Freemasonry makes men, makes men better men, makes men better. Oh, and see, and I can't even remember what it was. And I was thinking that one of the things that has happened to me um, since joining Freemasonry and also being a solopreneur is the fact that I think it's the tenets and the lessons that I've learned in Freemasonry I've been able to use to make myself a better businessman. Um, for example, like, just going off the top, if you look at the structure of our lodges with various offices and stuff like that, that we have to go through, it's a great opportunity for people to learn um, the management side of a business in a very friendly and forgiving environment. Um, each, each office that we take on our way through the chairs um, teaches us something different that we can then extrapolate into our personal lives, like our business lives, um, whether we're entrepreneurs, whether we work in a large organization or a not-for-profit um, pretty much, you know, everything that we do makes us better businessmen. Right. Um, I don't know if I, I'm making I, much. Yeah, I, 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 I know exactly what you're saying because often when I'm talking to candidates as we're putting them through those six steps to uh, uh, membership, that I often describe the officers in a lodge as a business structure. And, and use that as a comparison <clears throat> where we have the president, the senior vice president, junior vice president, and so on, uh, okay. secretary, treasurer, and, you know, the chief cook and bottle washer, et cetera. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. And 
What are the um, things that uh, stand out to you as having been most beneficial um, in your work? Um, for me personally, the, the, the one lesson that I've learned the most in Freemasonry is um, the, the, self, the lesson of self-improvement, that there's always something to learn. Uh, if you follow, like, one of the current trends in business right, culture right now is the five-hour rule where you spend taking five hours a week to learn something. Um, it's promoted by you know, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett and stuff like that. And in our degrees, we're taught that one of the things we, we are supposed to do is go out and seek knowledge. Um, not necessarily any hidden knowledge, but just to improve ourselves through learning, um, improving a craft of some sort. And these are, these are skills and techniques that we of course can also then um, bring into our business lives because I mean if you if you're to look I'm at my office right now and if you look at my business my bookshelf I have a ton of business books that I've read over the past few years and stuff um, that I've been able to take stuff out just but it's that it's that search for knowledge uh, that really is the spark that gets me going for business interesting interesting uh, have you have you um... Uh, had any experiences, Matt, where the uh, skills and whatnot of masonry have transferred into your work world? Um, I can't say that there's something that crops up to mind as a specific instance, but I, well, I do agree with Jared that the the general principles of masonry of of improvement and of dealing people, dealing with people squarely, no matter who they are, whether they're masons or not, and dealing with um, with situations, you know, seeing, uh, overcoming various situations and, and having the, you know, the following the core, the cardinal virtues, you know, temperance and fortitude and that sort of stuff to, to do what is right, to exercise those virtues, um, would definitely, I can see how that would make one stand out in the business world as not, you know, a, um, I was about to say something mean about used car salesmen, but I won't do that because you know, there's nothing wrong with used car salesmen. But, you know, as the, um, as someone who deals with people fairly, you get a reputation. I mean, there's a lot of businesses out there where that are small. Um, my, my wife's an accountant and all the accountants in this area know all the other accountants in this area. And you get a reputation as being, you know, someone who deals with people fairly and, and does the right thing as far as they can, or someone who's a little, maybe we should avoid that guy. And uh, it's definitely, I can see how that would apply in one's, one's business life. Yeah, and, and I can see how, uh, having gone through the chairs, the uh, planning skills required, the uh, leadership skills required, and uh, how the lessons learned in uh, obtaining those skills and, and working those skills in, in Lodge um, can improve one's um, work environment quite easily um, and prepare you. Like, you know, um, it, it's kind of like you've, if you've gone through the chairs in Lodge, you've gone through most of the stations, you've learned most of the duties, and those duties prepared you to be the worshipful master of the Lodge. And, and, and it's no different if you apply, uh, uh, learn skills to your business that um, it will uh, ha have a, a definite positive effect. And, you know, the one thing that um, uh, I've learned over the years or observed over the years 
um, betters had observed, is that when one deals with a Freemason who's in business, they um, can rest assured generally that they are going to be treated fairly uh, and, uh, um, and and given proper service for for for, free, for proper fees, right? Um, and can always trust that you're going to get a fair shake and be taken care of properly. Um, and that's why a lot of brothers will deal with a lot of other brothers in business. Um, but I can see I can see exactly where you're saying. Uh, of the of the skills and, and how they apply um, uh, do you have any uh, uh, any further insight on this well um, going further on what you said about having gone through the chairs and once you've been virtual master one of the first things you learn is how to deal with the various personalities in an organization especially the ones that are um, a reluctant for change because they've always done it a certain way no, there's never any of those. <laughs> but that's but that's one of the, that's a very important skill that you, you need in the business world is is dealing with different personalities and listening to their concerns and understanding that you know they're not they're not um, reluctant to change. They're just comfortable in the way they've always done things, and you have to show them the benefits of doing things differently. Um, for me personally, uh, uh, Stephen, you may not believe this, but I'm a bit of an introvert. No. <laughs> so one of the things that Freemasonry has really helped me with was <clears throat> and networking with people, um, going out to a lodge meeting, introducing myself to people I don't really know, but I know that they're going to at least um, welcome me because we're Freemasons. And it helps me get over my shyness so that when I actually have to go to an actual business meeting or a business, um, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, event, you know, right. that I can, I don't feel as uncomfortable going up to strangers and introducing myself and starting a conversation. Right. Because you've had that experience that you've learned uh, several times how to do that through uh, your experience in lodge. Right. 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 Yeah. So you, you mentioned a couple of instances of things that were, were things you sort of picked up along the way, if you will, that, you know, in going through the chairs or going to meetings you, you, you picked up has, all right, so I'll get on my soapbox here for a second. I feel like we talk about making good men better, as, as you mentioned earlier, and the, but it doesn't feel like there's ever a disciplined program to do that. And so I was sort of curious, is there a, in your, the lodges that you've been to or something, was there a program or a Masonic education piece or something along those lines that, that particularly spoke to you? Or was that just a um, sort of a general thing you picked up along the way? Um, for me, it was a general thing I picked up um, along the way. Um, when I joined Freemasonry way back in the dark ages, um, education wasn't something you did in Lodge. It was something you got from one of the past masters who told you how they did things. Um, mm -hmm. So for, for me, the big thing was, go, was finally deciding to go through the chairs and going through the chairs and learning um, the different roles that I had to take on each year as I took on a different office in the Lodge. Um, as I said, I'm an introvert. I don't, so the hardest one for me was being junior warden and having to organize, um, all of our festive boards and everything afterwards. I'm, I'm not a social person by nature. He did a fine job. <laughs> he did. So for, for me, um, uh, other than listening and participating in the degrees, of course, and what the lectures and stuff, um, just going to lodge and sitting in there and seeing how things work 
and stuff was really eye-opening for me to see how organizations that want to want to be together can actually work. Right. Yeah. You know, you don't, the one thing I liked, the one thing about a lodge is that you don't have people who are trying, who are hoping that you fail in your office simply because they want your office. You know, they know that eventually they will get a chance to do it. And it's, it's better for them to support you as you're in your year of doing whatever it is office that you're sitting in, than it is to sort of undermine you behind your back and stuff so that you fail. And then they eventually get the office. Yes. Yeah. The, um, I've heard of, I've heard that expressed before. Yeah. As people, um, when you're working in lodge that in your late, you know, in your labors and the chairs and stuff, it's, it's a place where everyone wants you to succeed, where everyone thinks better of you and wants you to succeed as opposed to like you were saying, um, angling for for a better position right. or a better better job or whatever right yeah it's 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 uh i often wonder because i don't i haven't traveled globally uh, as much as uh i have locally right but uh yes i have traveled globally but not on a, a consistent basis to find out um in 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 um in the states i understand that there's a lot of fellows who um are known speakers and they're often uh hired to come and do uh or to to speak at lodges and educate or whatever whatever they uh, are are proficient at right um and i often understand that some of those guys get quite competitive in um in the because it's like a lecture circuit right kind of thing and uh, they get a bit competitive out there uh which i found very interesting because i i we've we we've never i've never experienced that here we may have somebody come and talk but they're never being compensated for it right or they've never been um you know uh how do they say um had their way paid and, and asked them to come travel far and wide to come and, and talk to us and, and uh, offered to, to take care of their, their travel expenses and things like that. Right. So, uh, um, because here we just do it because we love to do it. Right. And, and more often than not, the guys who are out everywhere just, you know, they love to hear the, the sound of their own voice. Right. Um, and thankfully a lot of them have a lot of experience and wisdom to share. Um, uh, and some of them start effort. podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and some of them start podcasts, right? But the, you know, there, there's not a lot. There's not very many guys in our podcast that uh, have been around long enough uh, to 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 have that status yet, right? So, um, uh, I find I find um, this this topic interesting because um, I've never, even though I've explained it and used business as a an example in many uh, candidate uh, meetings, um, I've never really thought too much about how the tenets and principles of, of our organization, um, you know, uh, groom a businessman, right? Um, so it's an interesting way to think about it for sure. So in, uh, I'm sorry, Jared, what lodge are you in, in up in BC there? Um, currently, I'm a member of uh, Penticton Lodge, number 147. And where's that? Uh, in Penticton. Penticton. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Sorry. In Penticton. Good place for it. <laughs> uh, so do, do your, and Steve, this is you too. Do you guys as lodges have a 
Um, any kind of a formal system for training people or do you just sort of expect it to pick up along the way who the, what it is the junior warden does or the, the senior warden does? Well, I'm, that's different for each lodge. I'll let Derek yeah. speak for his. I'm not the best uh, person to speak for Penticton 147 as I just joined them in the fall. Um, unfortunately, I was the, the last master of uh, Headley number 43 that I closed down uh, that I had joined a few years ago. Um, was that in Headley? That originally, yes, but by way of Karamias and then Peachline. So <laughs> we had a few lodge halls. Uh, but in Headley, we did. We had um, what it basically was, was that um, on, upon your election to an office, it was the person who was sitting in that office who basically trained you up before you had your first meeting in that chair. And see, in our lodge, we have what we call a lodge officer's coach. And that's a past master usually who's uh, quite active and still around lots and uh, doesn't mind offering his time to coach them along. And um, so right from the stewards, you know, they learn about the proper decorum and uh, the proper way to move in a lodge and so on. And... Um, when you happen to be one of the few past masters left sticking around, um, you know, uh, they usually throw it on your shoulders, right? And, uh, uh, and you end up doing it for years. But the good thing is, well, is consistency. It's kind of like having our, our, our um, uh, candidates um, ritual coaches, right? Um, is the same guys year after year. So they get better at doing what they're doing. Right. And, um, and so, uh, yeah. Right. From my experience, I've always found um, that just showing up at lodge for the most part and paying attention. And as you progress through the chairs, you learn a lot just by watching how everyone else in the lodge does things. Um, it's, it's always been a bane of uh, uh, personal uh, annoyance of mine when people get pushed through the chairs too quickly when they skip chairs. Yeah. So, well, because you need that, you need that time to sitting on the sidelines and watching how things work. Yeah. And, and you know, that's uh, another thing is, is when you uh, join the chairs, we always have a lot of officers uh, practice um, when we, after every installation and before um, so that uh, they're all, tuned up for the, mm -hmm. the opening and closings and, and so on. And then, you know, you work with them throughout the year to improve on whatever else needs work. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Our lodge, so we had a, every couple of years we try and start these, they, they call them podium books where, you know, it's got a binder that has, you know, the, all the officers responsibilities. And this is how we did the, you know, the table lodge last year and et cetera, et cetera. And, it lasts for like a year, maybe two years, and then someone loses theirs, and then, oh, well, we didn't hand it down, and they end up, you know, sitting in storage somewhere, and then it was, a couple years later, someone goes, we should have podium books, and we all start up again, and, but uh, unfortunately, we don't have a good, I don't know what the word is, apprenticeship program, I guess, for, right. for handing down that, that knowledge from, right. from one guy to the next, even if the next guy says, I don't want to do that at least he knows what he's not doing, you know? Yeah, we have them and they're called the, the living, the, the living document for the junior warden and senior warden and so on. And we we're, we're supposed to pass them down. Uh, it's been going flowing now three years. So not so bad. Hang on. Well, no, at, at 147, we call them the bylaws. 
every, every officer's duty is written into our bylaws and it's listed out when you when you take over the chair this is what you will be doing over the next year nice yeah yeah we have suggested ones that the grand lodge has a the lodge officer's handbook they call it that has suggested duties but right not you know every lodge is a little different and every lodge does theirs their own way so it's right Yeah, well, that's the thing. When everybody does it all different, you know, yeah. that consistency goes away, right? And that's one of the things that actually uh, uh, going to try and do if we ever get back to regular meetings as district education officers to try and get that consistency of, of practice uh, for certain things in lodges, like the six-step program and so on. Right. Um, and, and offer the guidance and assistance to get these programs uh, being up and consistent, but, uh, uh, I think that those programs also take a big role in preparing guys, uh, for these roles as they're going through the lodge officers, uh, things. And, um, when you're, um, you're getting all those years of experience and, uh, gui guidance and suggestions on how to, uh, conduct yourself in, for example, when you're doing a lecture and how to conduct yourself walking around the room, you know, it's no different than when you're going into a board meeting and doing a presentation or, or a sales meeting and doing a presentation uh, or some training on something, right? You conduct yourself in the same way and, and so on. Um, I love the crossover, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's. And you got. And, Go ahead, Matt. Oh, no, please. You, you got any other uh, life experiences uh, that you have to contribute to the topic? Um, for me, um, I guess one of the, another one of the things is the ritual work. Mm. You know, um, learning to memorize something so that, you know, you can, you know, be able to spit out the information to, that someone's asked for in a, in a reasonably competent manner. I mean, when we, you go through school, you, I mean, I know they say you're not supposed to learn things by rote, but we don't, we don't really learn how to remember facts, especially in this digital age. You know, we don't learn how to remember facts so that we can, you know, come across as a competent, you know, oh yes, I know why that is that and, you know, and why you need to do things a certain way. Um, but, and, and I know that people rail against memory work in Freemasonry, but it, it makes, it sharpens your mind and it makes you a better man. Oh, for sure. And, I, and sharpening the mind, keeping the mind sharp, keeping it challenged. You know, I, I talked to a couple of uh, my mentors in, in ritual work about, you know, they've been doing it for so long, right? And, you know, why don't they give up some of the pieces that they do, right? And this is because it keeps my mind sharp, right? You know, and right. it's it's the one thing that I've still got that, you know, the challenge is my mind, right? You know? I don't work anymore, so I don't have to worry about anything that way, you know, and all the other stresses in life. He says, this is, just, it's, it's a challenge to do memory work. So, you know, it keeps me sharp. Right. You know, right. so I uh, definitely can see some spinoff benefits there. I will say one of the things that we try to inculcate at the district level amongst all the lodges is, um, even though lodges have, you know, the lines a lot of times end up being pretty progressive, but you know, the, below junior deacon, there seems to be, you know, people mill about, you know, if you're the steward doesn't mean you're necessarily be, you know, whatever next year, the chaplain or the marshal or whatever, but the, 
once you hit junior deacon, you're pretty much probably on the train to, to, yeah. to, to continuing up to, to worshipful master. Um, so we try to inculcate into the new masters that the guy you pick for junior deacon is your responsibility that you, you got him into this mess <laughs> and it is your job to sort of foster him through the, through the line. And that's another thing that one hears about in the business world. You know, you, you always hear people being mentors and that sort of stuff. And it's a, it's an important, um, important aspect, both of, of the, as the learner and as the, the leader to, to mentor these people and make sure they're ready for the next step and they're ready for their next challenge. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Which I guess if you're a solo, a solopreneur, did you say? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's less of an issue, but. Well, but, but still, I mean, I've got, I, I work with other, I mean, I'm, I'm a bookkeeper by trade and I've got other bookkeepers. There's about four or five of us on the road on the same street here in downtown Van Tickton. So, and we, we constantly go back and forth with, you know, how to do things and stuff and helping each other. And so, I mean, it, 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 it still builds a community and that's what you learn in Freemasonry mm -hmm. is that, you know, it, it, it's not about, Oh, I've got to get that client before they, they get that client. So that, you know, it, it's about, there's, there's enough for all of us. And when we all succeed, we will all do better. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. That's for sure. And, and uh, the being supportive instead of uh, feared or challenged is, is a big difference as well. Right. So, yeah. and, I, and, I, and you get that in Freemasonry. It, it is a very supportive environment to be in. Yes. Um, you could, you could make the most grievous mistake in a lodge and someone will come up and you say, hey, great job. Next time you might want to, but it's, you're never called out for it. Right. Or you shouldn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're generally offered a, a way to improve it or, or uh, at least, uh, you know, good job, man. Yeah. yeah a, little, a little show of support, uh, you know, mostly because most of them don't want to do the job themselves no. and they're happier if you're doing it. Right. Well, and, <laughs> and, and quite a few of them remember the day that they had to do it for the first time. And remember they did it just as bad. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, you know. it's like everybody remembers those days, right. Where that right. long, that really extra long pause <laughs> was in that piece of ritual where <laughs> I swear that pause was in there before a whole bunch of commas. I remember. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We have at least what three or four past masters who will shout out the wrong answer for you when that happens. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's always a, a a nice plus when the sidelines are are helping. Right. Right. And there's and there's more than one of them. <laughs> I went to a lodge once where no, let's not go there. Um, uh, yeah. No, let's let's not go there. Let's stick with the positive aspect. Well. Oh, actually, if you want to stick with the, the, the past masters sitting on the sidelines, one of the things and that's especially useful on the business is when you're sitting in the ace as master, you quickly learn how to stand up for yourself and, you know, to quiet down those voices that are giving the wrong information to say, no, no, this is how it's, this is the way to do it. And this is how we're going to do it. And that, and once again, that's something you learn to use in business is that, you know, being able to stand up and say, no, no, I know I'm right. And I yes. will prove it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. True that. Yeah. True a, that. Lot of, a lot of times when you, when you say the following statement, you get a lot of pushback, but lodges are businesses. They're a small business, you know, that yeah. you, some of them have buildings to run and some don't, but you've got personnel to manage. You've got a budget, you've got revenue, you've got expenses. It's a, exactly. It's not, the point of it isn't to be a business, but it is the business end supports the, the, the labors of masonry. And it's, 
it is what it is. It's a business. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's a not-for-profit. <laughs> yep, exactly. We, I interviewed a guy once who was, uh, he was in, um, I want to say the Elks. But he said he, he, was, he went up the, the line in the, the Elks Club and he was ready for the meetings and he was ready for the, the you know, that part of the, the experience of being in charge of the Elks Lodge. But he wasn't ready to be the general manager of a bar, which is kind of one of the, the aspects because they, they, they ran you know, a small restaurant out of their lodge and that sort of thing. It was a, and it was, um, it's definitely, you know, these lodges either are businesses of a sort. It's, it's, well, a, definitely. Like said, it's a non-for-profit business. Yeah. If you can't pay your rent or you can't keep your building up. Yeah. Well, and I mean, happening. and if, if you're not getting enough customers through the door and in our case, which is candidates, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. I, I know it's bad to call, I know it's bad to call candidates customers, but it's, you know, it's the same. <clears throat> <call. clears throat> yeah. But at the same time, I mean, they are, you're trying to, you're, let's face it, you're, oh, I'm going to get in lots of trouble here. You're marketing <laughs> to people with what it is you do in the community and how you're seeing the community. And you get people to, to come in through the door, you get them interested, you get them to come in through the door and petition the lodge and join. And then you're in the business, if you will, of, of making those good men better and how well you do that or how well you, how well you've set your expectations of how well you're going to do that. It keeps them there or, or they vote with their feet. They leave. Well, and how well you, and how well you prepare those men to be better men also is how well you, you promote your business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and, and how well the team works together, right? You know, because um, yeah. I, I can see that the principles, the philosophy, the actions, the processes, how that all plays. And then you go to a lodge where they're just a lodge of past masters from everywhere else that all come to this lodge to hang out, chew the fat, and have a social aspect to their life, right? They have right. no desire to do extra work. They have no mentorship program. They have none of that stuff, right? Um, so, you know, that that's um, not going to be those skills and, and, and lessons won't be learned in the same fashion in that lodge or to members of that lodge, right? So. I've often said For the most of- part, most lodges have a progression of lodges a progression of, of uh, line officers and, uh, that have not been there before and they need to learn this stuff. So uh, I can see how in most lodges this works. Right? Right. But I, I just wanted to note that there's some fun lodges out there where guys, uh, yeah, they, they're all from somewhere else. They all just belong to that lodge. So they got another lodge meeting to go to where they can have a good social time no responsibilities the guy who likes to cook cooks the guys who don't don't you know and uh yeah yeah yeah. they never have any real work to do there because you know the closest thing they get to doing work is an installation and that's usually a quick night because they're all past masters right right (laughs) yeah so uh but as we're as we're coming down to our time frame in in this uh, I want to make sure to, uh, to thank you again, Jerry. We really appreciate you making time to come on to our podcast and uh, share your thoughts and experiences with us. And um, we're uh, uh, happy to have you here. Uh, oh, thanks. Well, thank you for having me. I've, I've really been enjoying it. Yeah, thank you, Jared. Yeah.